0: Hi, welcome back. This will be for Isaiah chapter 65, verses 1 to 7 is the iniquity of Israel. I am found of them who seek after me. I give unto all them that ask of me. I am not found of them that sought me not, or that inquired not after me. I said unto my servant, Behold, me, look upon me. I will send you unto a nation that is not called after by my name. For I have spread out my hands all the day unto a, a people Who who walketh not in my ways, and their works are evil, and not good, and they walk after their own thoughts. The wicked first give place to thoughts that are displeasing to the Lord, and then they let those thoughts lead them to actions of wickedness. In other words, uh, we think before we act, huh? Uh, Those uh, those things that we think about we will eventually do. Verse three: A people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face. In other words, they're flaunting their evil before the Lord to his face. That sacrificeth in gardens and burneth incense upon altars of brick, which remain. In other words, who sit among the graves and lodge in the mount in the monuments, which eat swine's flesh and broth of abominable beasts and pollute their vessels. Which say, "Stand by thyself, come not near to me, for I am holier than thou." These are a smoke and my nose a fire that burneth all the day behold it is written before me i will not keep silence but will re- recompense even recompense unto their bosom your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together saith the lord which have burned incense upon the mountain and blaspheme me upon the hills therefore will i measure their former work into their bosom the lord will give us in punishment the exact measure of what we have earned through our works the lord's attitude toward those who ha- having been given much return but little to the giver Uh, Verses 8 to 16 are the blessings for the righteous, cursings for the sinful. Thus saith the Lord, as the new wine or grape juice is found in the cluster, and one saith, Destroy it not, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servants' sakes, that I will not destroy them all. And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob and out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountains, and my elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. The covenant people will receive the blessings of the temple. And Sharon shall be a fold of flocks and the valley of Achor, a place for the herds to lie down in, for my people that have sought me. The whole land from east to west will become a place of safety and refuge for the Lord's people. Uh, When we're talking about east and west, I wonder if we're talking about Jerusalem on the east and America on the west. Anyway, verse 11, but ye are they who forsake the Lord that forget my holy mountain, in other words, the temple, that prepare a table for that troop, or Hebrew is gad, an idol of fortune, and that furnish the drink offering unto that number, Hebrew, many, an idol of fate. 12. Therefore will I number you to the sword, and ye shall all bow down to the slaughter, because when I called, ye did not answer. When I spake, ye did not hear, but did evil before mine eyes, and did choose that wherein I delighted not. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed." Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and shall howl for vexation of spirit. And ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen, for the Lord God shall slay thee, and call his servants by another name. Because of the wickedness of the covenant people, the Lord will no longer call the righteous by the name of Israel, but will call them by another name. The new name might be Christian rather than Israelite, or in our dispensation, the name could be the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. To that name, as Israel increases in holiness and harmony, will be added another name, Zion. Verse 16, that he who who blesseth himself or invokes blessings in his own behalf, in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth, and he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth, or make covenants through the power of God, because the former troubles are forgotten, and because they are hid from mine eyes. In the latter days, Israel would be cleansed and restored, or blesseth and sweareth mean Kneeling and maketh covenant, making covenants with the Lord as at altars in the temple. Israel's repentance results in the Lord's blessings being restored and her sins forgotten, as the Lord states in Doctrine and Covenants. Behold, he that he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven, and I, the Lord, remember them no more. Jeremiah foretold these same events using similar words, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the east. From the the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and will remember their sin no more. Verses 17 to 25, the millennial earth, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. Elder Neal A. Maxwell said, neither secular rhetoric nor secular assemblies will succeed in bringing lasting peace to this planet secularists meanwhile have ironically appropriated the lord's language of hope while denying him there will be no millennium without the master notwithstanding my weakness Oh, sorry, that was the name of the book, notwithstanding my weakness. There will be no millennium without the master. The prophet Joseph Smith said, The world has had a fair trial for 6,000 years. The Lord will try the 7,000 himself. Satan will be bound and the works of darkness destroyed. Righteousness will be put to the line and judgment to the plummet. And he that hears the Lord will alone be exalted in that day. The context of this chapter tells us that this renewal refers not to the celestialized earth, but to the millennial condition referred to in the tenth article of faith. The earth will be renewed and receive its paradisiacal glory. The changes in the earth will be so significant and and remarkable that they will essentially remove all thought of the premillennial world. This statement refers both to the earth itself, which will be, the, be transformed into a paradisiacal state and to mortal conditions of the earth. And that was understanding Isaiah. So that's going to, the earth will change to a terrestrial earth as opposed to what it is currently, the celestial earth. Verse 18, But be ye glad and rejoice for ever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and join my people. And the voice of weeping shall no more be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. The Lord and the people rejoice together over the newness of, and holiness of Jerusalem. In those days there shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall not die, but shall live to be a hundred years old. But the sinner living to be a hundred years old shall be accursed." Changes from mortality to immortality should be changed in the twinkling of an eye. There will be still agency and some will choose not to follow the gospel rather than have a period of time in the spirit world to meet the demands of justice for his sins. He will live to be a hundred and then will be resurrected. That would be a curse if a person needed more time to prepare himself for the judgment of God. Because of agency, there will be some few who will live a celestial law who will die and be buried to await the resurrection following the millennium. So because of agency, there will still be wicked people during the millennium, but they will be few. At least that's what I think. Verse 21, and they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build in another inhabit, they shall not plant in another eat, for as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. So after they're a hundred years old, then they twinkle from being a terrestrial person to being celestial. Or terrestrial, because during the millennium, terrestrial people can also be resurrected, and they will stay terrestrial beings. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass, before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. All animals shall become vegetarians. And dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy, in all my holy mountain. The whole earth will be a temple." Saith the Lord, the earth will be as a temple where the Lord dwells in glorious holiness with His people. This new creation will be a reversal of the normal course of mortality. The Lord describes in Isaiah the, the, the conditions during the millennium: joy into end, end infant mortality, building, planting, and eating, enjoyment of the labor of one's hands, and peace on earth, symbolized by the coexistence of the wolf and the lamb. Elder McConkie said, "'Great and marvelous, though the changes will be incident to life during the millennial era, yet mortality as such will continue.'" Children will be born, grow up, marry, advance to old age, and pass through the equivalent of death. Crops will be planted, harvested, and eaten. Industries will be expanded, cities built, and education fostered. Men will continue to care for their own needs, handle their own affairs, and enjoy the full endowment of free agency. Speaking a pure language, dwelling in peace, living without disease, and progressing as the Holy Spirit will guide. The advancement and perfection of society during the millennium will exceed anything men have supposed or expected. We are expected to read the signs of the times and know thereby the approximate time of our Lord's return and to be in constant readiness therefore. The doctrinal foundation of the scattering of Israel, the Abrahamic covenant, Abraham was promised that he would have a posterity and that his posterity would be given a land where they could worship God the way he intended. Further, his posterity was promised that they would have the right to receive the gospel and that they would become a a blessing to all nations of the earth. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.